What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Earn Your Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in or are even told are possible. I'm your host, Zach Kanadi. Now, before we go ahead and kick off today's show, I do have actually two asks for you guys today. Uh, The first one is to share the show. Pretty simple. If you find this valuable, if you think I do a good job, if you find uh, any sort of use out of it or that somebody else should hear this stuff, please go ahead and share it, help get this information out. But kind of the deeper reason behind I want you guys to share it, and actually my second ask for today, is that you actually use the information I talk about, right? If you find this helpful to you and you find it of some value, actually implement it. I think uh, I've kind of, I was thinking about this this morning and, you know, it makes a lot more sense um, to talk about that if I actually want to have an impact, tell you guys to use it, not just to share it, right? Because there's tons of information about similar things that I talk about out there. Uh, The issue isn't a lack of information, it's a lack of usage of information. Uh, So yeah, those are my two asks. Go ahead and share it, and more importantly, guys, please go ahead and actually use this if you find it of value. If you don't, I mean, obviously, like, don't use it. But if you find some value in it, please start using it. Please start getting better. With that, let's go ahead and kick off today's episode, which is the idea of tolerance right and we're kind of going to talk about it in three capacities and that is uh how society tells us to talk about it right and how what we tolerate within relationships and then a really important one uh tolerance within ourselves and actually how this idea of tolerance is usually the reason uh why or why or not we succeed in our goals, right? And we actually move forward in life. So per usual, that's kind of the breakdown. And hopefully you guys will get out of this as to why actually having more tolerance isn't always, if not usually, isn't always a good thing, right? Uh, Because it actually lowers our standards and slows down our progress. And also, per usual, I did look up a definition for you guys just so we had some kind of basis to go off of and it wasn't just me totally ranting on my opinions um so here's that definition it is the capacity to endure continued subjugation to something especially a drug transplant antigen or environmental condition without adverse reactions So I think a lot of us, when we first hear the word tolerance, I usually think of an alcohol or drug tolerance, right? How many beers does it take for you to get drunk? Uh, Or how much of a specific substance you have to take to get high? I think we, if you're my age, you heard about this in dare class, right? Like the more you do something, you build up a tolerance. Uh, So you, you can take more of it or you require more of something before you have a negative uh, 
adverse reaction to it, right? And this can be a good thing, right? So think about exercise. Uh, this would also be dubbed as like work capacity. So what is your tolerance for intense exercise, right? How hard can you work before it burns? Uh, how much weight can you lift before you give out? This is kind of similar to the idea of resilience in a sense. Uh, but it's we're going to talk about it in a little bit different context than that. So how does society tell us to think about tolerance, right? Society, I think, tells us that the more tolerant specifically with each other we are, the better it is, right? That, And we kind of uh, dub tolerance as this idea that is akin to acceptance, right? If we don't tolerate people uh, specifically who are different than us or who are acting different than us, then we're bad people, right? And that we don't accept them who they are. I think that has kind of a double meaning, right? Because you can not tolerate somebody or not tolerate someone's behavior and totally accept them as a person. You know, and I think that's really the idea that we want to get to, and that's probably what I think it was intended, but that's not really where societal tolerance has gone. Right now, societal tolerance has gone as you can accept... Or you, you need to accept anybody and everybody no matter what. And frankly, guys, that's just not true, right? If you're a murderer or like a horrendous person, I have no re I should not, I will not tolerate you, right? If you're acting as a horrible person, I will not tolerate you. Uh, <clears throat> if you're like harassing somebody, I think the most recent and biggest thing has been like the mask controversy, right? Whether or not you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. There's no reason to harass anybody about that. That is that is a behavior we should not tolerate, right? And yet people do. Another one would be, you know, police brutality. And now, yes, while there's a whole lot of riots and a whole lot of protests against it, it's it still happens and it hasn't been that big of a change, right? You know, George Floyd was two years ago, but... It kind of seems like you only hear about it in past tense and like, oh, when George Floyd was going on. We had George Floyd having two years ago, but a lot of those problems still persist. Right? We tolerate too much behavior. And society has dubbed this as like, if you're not a tolerant person, you're the bad person. I think that's the wrong message. Because simply... It's allowed us as a society to lower our standards for people, right? Part of being a good human is checking that your neighbor is also being a good human. And like I mentioned in the last episode, giving them that reminder that they're not living up to being as good of a human as they could. Does it feel good? Probably not. Is it for their betterment? Yeah, right? And also that person, being their sovereign human can take that and if they disagree with you they can say fuck you and continue to do what they're doing right but at least you did your part and be like yo you're being a jackass cut it out stop doing that you're a better person than that act like it right and that usually most people i think would actually appreciate that 
Because I don't think most people desire to be a jackass. I don't think most people desire to be a bad person, right? Everybody that I know desires to be the best at whatever they can be, and that includes being a human. Most people have an innate desire to be the best versions of themselves. Usually we're not, right? And usually a lot of us just don't have the self-awareness in the moment to realize when we're being a jackass, right? Especially when we get emotional. That actually makes it extremely difficult to realize when you're being not a good person. And the reason being is there's a brain, there's an area in your brain called the amygdala, right? And that gets activated. That's our generally like our fear uh, center. It's kind of dubbed. And that actually shuts, makes it harder for us to use our logical thinking brain. Another thing it shuts off is our memory formation, which happens in our hippocampus. And when does this amygdala get activated or have the most activity in it? In fight or flight states. And what is real akin to a fight or flight state? I think the easiest description of it that we see in society is high emotional state. Well, what's going on in society right now? High emotional states all the time. There's the war in Ukraine. We just got through, uh, we're still going through the end of a two-year pandemic where we're told if, you know, you don't wear a mask, get vaccinated, you're a grandma killer, right? You're not supposed to go outside. Uh, all these businesses closed. Now there's like a 20-something percent inflation because Congress just gave themselves like a 21% pay raise which is supposed to be this, the same rate as inflation, right? So that tells you how much the cost of goods are going up. Right now, there's a huge financial burden on people. Gas is ridiculously expensive. To fill up my car cost me almost $60 the other day, when six months ago, it was close to like 35 That's insane, right? We have all these things to be stressing us out which means we have all these other reasons to make it harder for us to use our logical brain. So while yes, do we need to do our absolute best to be on our best behavior and like to be the best versions of ourselves we can? Yep. But we also should be able to rely on our brothers and sisters next to us and our other friends and family in society next to us to remind us when we're not being those type of people. But having too high of tolerance for bad and poor behavior, poor behavior that is below what people normally act and what people are capable of, perpetuates the issue. And if you, right, whoever you listening are, if you allow that to continue, you're part of the problem and you are allowing it to continue. You don't have to be a big jerk about it, right? It can be a simply a reminder of, hey, you're better than this. I need you to act like it. And I hope that you remind me what, to act how good as best I can when I'm not doing that. This is how we actually build up society. right? It's, it's, and we have to have that caveat at the end. Remind me too when I'm fucking up. Because otherwise we're a hypocrite and we sound like we just we're be- we're the shit and our shit don't stink and we're better than other people, which is not true. Just plainly, is not. So gentle reminder. 
ask them to remind you of that, right? And if you actually do that, and you're being honest with it, and usually it's going to be with somebody you trust, not just like a random stranger. Although, dude, if you got the balls to tell it's like a random stranger in a way that they can hear, and that person hears you, that's pretty, that's super powerful too. But when you, we do this between each other, this leads into the next point, which is our relationships. We actually build much more trusting relationships. Because if that person is doing it out of genuineness and honesty and care for us, right, as a person, how much does that show that they actually care about us and how much can we trust that person? The people you can trust the most are the ones who are willing to give you the hardest news because you need to hear it. Not because they want to be a dick or they want to be a jackass, but because it's, and they know it's going to hurt, but they're willing to, excuse me, walk through that hurt with you by delivering the news. Those are the people you can usually trust the most, right? If somebody knows something is going to cause you pain, but they know they do it anyways for the betterment of you, not just to cause you pain, right? Because there's a difference. Some people will just tell you bad news to make you hurt. And those people you should not trust. Those are actually evil people. But if they're willing to tell you something that does not, that hurts, right? And causes pain, but they know it's for the betterment of you and they're willing to actually take that blow with you and take the blow of causing you pain, right? Feeling that pain with you, that's probably a person you can trust. And that's hard to do, right? And that takes a lot of time, takes a lot of vulnerability, takes a lot of bravery on both parts, not only to tell the person, but to hear it and actually take it in and listen. In relationships, this is big, right? I think having too much tolerance in a relationship for specifically poor behavior, behavior that doesn't value you as a person, right? You're honestly like you're just fucking yourself over, sadly, but it's gonna cause like a horrible relationship. Uh, whether this be in a friendship, right, or like a romantic relationship, or even like family dynamics. And this is not something, again, where you have to be a jackass, but this is oftentimes called setting up boundaries. And if you're a people pleaser, this can be hard to do. Right, because you think setting up boundaries and actually holding those firm means that you're not pleasing those people. And sure, while you may not necessarily be pleasing them in the moment, you're actually setting up a better relationship for the future, which is more pleasing in the end. Right? Because here's what happens when you don't set up those boundaries. I had to learn this from personal experience. Those people learn that it's okay to do that bad behavior again, whatever it is, right? Let's say we'll do a simple one. You try and set up plans and a person doesn't text you back or they ghost you. And this is a friend, right? We're not talking about dating here. That's a whole different thing. Um, I'm talking about like a previously established relationship. A friend set up plans and they just ghost you or they just don't text you back. Me personally... 
that kind of irritates me because like yo we're friends there's no reason that we should be trying to like i'm not trying to compete for you right it's not like we're i'm trying to date you and there's other suitors you know other dudes if it's because i'm you know if i'm trying to date a girl right but if there is like a friendship and they just don't text you back that's kind of irritating and disrespectful and it's like yo what the fuck like why you text me back like we're trying to set up plans and you know like you just not doing that or like you know they go against you and they betray you um or they just do something you don't like you know like maybe they like you have an ex that was really fucked up to you and you know you'd prefer that they don't hang out with them and they keep hanging out with them you know no they have every right to hang out with that person because they're their own person but at the same time if you ask them, be like, yo, I'd really actually prefer that you not hang out with this person because of how they treated me and you had to see all of that, right? Yet they continue to do that and you don't inform them that that hurt you, right? Now, you're setting a precedent that every time you ask them something, uh, you set up a boundary, they can just walk over it and not take it as serious, Right. And if they let's say you do hold that boundary, I'd be like, yo, that actually really irritates me that you hang out with that person because you saw how they treated me. Uh, you saw what a bad person it was. They were in the breakup and I asked you not to. And yet you continue to do that. Right. Like we were friends first. It's not like y'all were friends and you and I became friends. Um, and they continue to do that. Now they're just disrespecting the friendship and they're kind of implicitly saying, fuck you, I care more about that person than this person or than you, right? And that might become now to a decision where you need to just cut that person off. Like if they, if it's a repeated thing that they keep doing, right? If it's like once or twice, I would say give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, just hold that boundary, reinforce it. Uh, but then you're going to have to make the decision if whether or not you actually value that friendship enough to allow that to be, you know, broken or not. Because if they don't, you know, if like they don't respect your boundaries, those are part of you as a person. So how much do they really respect you? It's like a deep, lasting friendship. It's a real important question. It's just kind of like an acquaintance. Uh, you know, I think it'd be easier to just cut them off and be like, well, I got the real good homies. Like, screw you. Uh, I don't need you. Like, if you're just going to disrespect me. Right? Because we do become the average of who we surround ourselves with. And what that actually leads to is if that person starts disrespecting you or like, you know, they hold very low standards, which essentially is what tolerance is all about, right? Like, what standard are you going to tolerate and what standard are you going to hold? And the lower level of your tolerance, the higher the standard usually. If you see that repeatedly from everybody around you, right? Not only in their relationship with you and that person, but also their relationship with themselves. That's actually going to start lowering the standard that you live your life with. And now that has direct negative impacts in you. Which is the next area we're going to talk about real quick. And this is honestly the most critical one because it's the only one we have real control over, right? 
as much as we want to, we can hold up boundaries and set boundaries and hold them firm and try and remind people of when they're being a shit person so that, you know, they can be a better person. At the end of the day, we have absolutely no control over what that other person does. The only thing you ever have control over in life is you, how you react to it, and how you prepare for it. Anything else, you have absolutely no control over. So really, at the end of the day, there's not a, a lot you can do about worrying for it, worrying about it, because you can't control it. So worrying just now adds stress to your life that isn't needed, right? And it's not like being a heartless person and saying don't ever feel anything, but it's like don't put an excessive amount of stress into something that you can't control, right? Because now that's literally a never-ending cycle. So personal tolerance, right? How much of your crap behavior are you tolerating? How much of not getting up on your first alarm are you tolerating? How much of not going to bed on time are you tolerating? How much of not sticking to the plan you made for the day are you tolerating? How much of being an asshole to your friends are you tolerating with yourself? How many times are you going to tell yourself you're going to do something and then at the slightest inconvenience not do it? How many times are you going to let that happen? And how, how many little things are you letting that happen with? And that's really the big one. It's usually not the big things that we have issues with, guys, right? Like, because they're so obvious, right? Having an explosive reaction on somebody over, like, the smallest thing, usually that doesn't happen, right? Like, we just don't. You, you get over temper tantrums from the time you're, like, four years old. Why? Because now you have the ability to self-regulate and you realize how screwed up that is. You don't tolerate them from yourselves. You know? But, maybe, you tolerate that one extra episode every night and now you wake up most mornings way tired, way more tired than you should because you got an hour less sleep. And now you need two extra cups of coffee, one in the morning and an extra one in the afternoon just so you're not passing out at work all day. Or because you didn't get any sleep, you're an absolute bitch until you, you get your coffee in. Not because you just need your coffee, but because you didn't get enough sleep, you're a bitch until you get that coffee. And maybe you write, you allow yourself to be a bitch before you get that coffee, regardless of how much sleep you got. Right? Now I'm saying, like, you have to be this perfectly angel person all the time, right? That's not realistic. But usually we can regulate. And if we know that we feel like crap right now, we can take preemptive steps to maybe not behave like a bitch, right? Like if you know that, boss does this at work. She's like, yo, don't talk to me too much till I've had half my coffee. She's like, I just, I'm in the morning. I don't want to hear it. I'm just, I'm just going to be a bitch. Like, it's real hard for me to control. And we're like, all right, cool. And you know what? Since she said that, because there's like a bunch of new, new, bunch of new people, right? 
We now know that. It's minimal interaction until she's had her coffee. And until it's hit her. Right? And the mornings go much smoother. Previously, she would get irritated. She'd have, like, the worst resting bitch face. And I'm not... I'm... You know, I was trying to get curious if it was actually just bad RBF or if she just, like, was pissed as fuck at us. Probably both. But, <laughs> you know, like, that was her preemptive action. Uh, it was all business, no fun and games for, like, the first half hour. You know, or usually to help that along, we would play some fun, we'd play some fun music. But it's like, the more you tolerate within yourself the lower standard you're holding, and that is these going to slow you down faster than anything else. Right? If you promise yourself you're going to make two more phone calls or you're going to do 20 minutes of studying, right, and you don't study that day or you don't make those extra couple phone calls, here's what that's going to do to you. That little voice in the back of your head that critiques you and then knows all the insults and all the ways to piss you off and to push your buttons and to make you feel like absolute shit about yourself. You're feeding it gasoline on a fire. Right? It's like you're giving it cocaine. It's going to get all revved up. And it's going to be like, ha! Ha! <laughs> See that motherfucker? You didn't do it again. I knew you were worthless. I knew you were never going to get an A in this class. <laughs> you can't even study for 20 minutes because you're tired. Right? Or, you know, ha, you missed another assignment because your dumbass didn't write it down again. I don't know about you guys, but the voice in my head is a, he's a bastard. He's a mean old bastard. I don't know if he's old, but he's mean. And... <laughs> If I don't do my things, I tell myself I'm going to do, boy, does he get loud and does he love chirping. And he's good at it. He knows all my buttons. He knows just where to push them, just when to push them to drive me crazy so that my mind will never shut up. So that, you know, sleep, for me, me, my biggest issue right now, uh, the biggest root issue, and if I don't get this one right, leads to a whole lot of other issues throughout my day is going to bed on time. And that's because I wake up, you know, around 5 in the morning, between 5 and 5.15 most days. So if I don't go to bed, right, now I'm used to not, for most of my life, I've not slept a lot, right? I don't need a ton of sleep, uh, but I do have been prioritizing it because otherwise I need a lot of caffeine if I don't get enough sleep. And what usually happens is when I don't get enough sleep, is, well, just quite simply, I'm worse at everything, right? I don't uh, make good decisions, especially in the morning. I am dog shit at decisions in the morning. If I don't have it set out the night before, it's there's a very good chance it's not going to get done. Um, and also, my will to make the right decision is thwarted if I'm, I don't have good sleep. Like the other morning... Uh, the night before, I actually tried to record this episode again, or previously. I just didn't like how it turned out, so I re-recorded it. 
Uh, I'd come home from a wedding. I had to get my second workout in. Came back from that. And I was just like all uppity, right? Because I'd been at a super fun wedding. Uh, congrats again, Dunk Daddy. Beautiful wedding, beautiful wife. Can't wait to see you guys' life you guys build together, you and Anna. Uh, but then, right, I was all hyped up because it was a super fun wedding. I just had to do a workout. And so, you know, per me, per usual, my brain won't shut off. And it ended up getting to be like 2 in the morning. And I had to go to church the next morning. So I had to get up at like 7 o'clock. Well, that's not a lot of sleep. But when normally I go to bed around 10 or 11, you know, that's that's a 3 to 4 hour difference of when I'm going to bed. Right? Which is going to screw up my whole morning schedule. And it kind of did because I didn't get up at my alarm. Right? I slept in until I had about just just enough time to shower and get out the... Actually, I didn't even shower before I went to church. I threw a hat on and some clean clothes. Like, <laughs> right? I made my bed. Uh, I threw on some clean clothes and a hat to cover up my hair. And I went to church and I threw my hood up so nobody could see the bags under my eyes. Right? But I tolerate it. And that's been happening uh, more often than not, right? I just go stay up too late last couple nights, last week or two. And it's been messing up my mornings. I have been having too much tolerance for myself to not go to bed on time when I know I'm, I need to go to bed on time. And I know I'm going to pay for it the next day. Right? And what are like the extended effects of that? Well, because I'm tired, now I'm thinking about how tired I am. And now I'm thinking about where I can get my cup of coffee. Because I'm tired. And it's like, oh, coffee will wake me up. I also have way less motivation and drive to do the things I need to do. So there's a much, you know, if it's not critical for the day, there's a better chance it's not getting done. Right? My laundry might sit out for a couple extra days. It might not get folded right away. Right? My room might get more messy. My desk might get more messy. I might not check emails every day. Right? I might miss things. I might be more likely to make an offhanded comment at work and not act as good of a person as I should. And for me, all this stems from not going to bed on time. All right? If But I notice when I get that right, that and that's a little thing. Right? That's like the key here. It's a little thing. So much more good happens. So much more good. I feel better in the day. My mornings are better, which means I have momentum in the morning to build it off. Like last night, I went to bed early. I got up recording this. It's 6.07 in the morning. Right? I'm about to go on a run. I got a chiropractor appointment. Then I got to work. Then I got to eat. Uh, between my two jobs and tonight I got my small group that I lead and I got to work out after that so I'll probably get done mm, probably like 9 or 10 eat again go to bed that's gonna be my day All right I got up about 45 minutes ago 50 minutes ago but actually I'm feeling pretty good why because I went to bed early last night on time so stop tolerating all your bullshit because you are in control. And stop giving yourself the bullshit excuse 
that you can't help it. That's just you being a lazy bum. You can do things. Maybe you can't like totally switch at 180 and be go from being a bitch to being like an angel human. Right? But you can make a 45 degree turn. Hell, you can make a 5 degree turn. And then another 5 degree turn. And then 10 degrees because now you have some momentum. And then 45. Right? But start with the little things that you're not doing that you promised yourself you would. And I'll tell you guys, that this single thing alone has been the biggest builder of my self-confidence and my self-efficacy and my belief in myself that I can actually do things because I can now trust myself. I trust that when I say I'm going to do something, I'm actually going to do it. Right? Here's a caveat of it. You have to do the work first for a while. But start with the little things. Because those little things build up momentum for you. Those little things make the big things easier. Right? Because now you don't have all these little things clouding your judgment. All these little things nagging you in the back of the head. You don't have that voice critiquing you about, oh, you can't do the little details. How are you ever going to do the big ones? Oh, you didn't comb your hair today. How are you you know ever going to look good enough to ask that person out? Or how are you ever going to feel confident enough walking into that job interview? Right? You didn't press your suits. You didn't lay out your clothes ahead of time, and now you're rushed. Oh, and now, did you miss something? Are you forgetting something on, on the way to like the most important interview of your life? Maybe. But that goes away so much faster if you do the little things. That's my call to action for you guys today is do the little things and just watch your life get so much better, so much more peaceful, more blissful and like actually making progress. That is, if there's a, a quote-unquote trick to it, it's always do the little things. Always do them. So with that, guys, do that for me and go on and earn a good day.